Welcome to our second episode of Get in the Zone. Today, we will be talking in depth about the new Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, as well as the NFL draft and our personal sleepers. And how players from around the sports world are coming together in a different way to help raise money for the people affected by the coronavirus. Along with the WNBA draft recap and our personal opinions on those new NFL uniforms. If you want to hear more, then you will need to get in the zone. So the Michael Jordan documentary aired on ESPN last night, and I have to say, Kelsey, I was pleasantly surprised to find that this documentary not only dived into the life of Michael Jordan, but Scottie Pippen as well. Yeah, that was pretty amazing to me, honestly. Uh, Just the way they dove into Scottie Pippen's life as well as Michael Jordan's, because we kind of got the background of how Scottie Pippen became who he was and how that formed him and... Michael and to be a, such a great duo and all the struggles personally that he had to go through, not only as a kid, but as he got into the Bulls organization as well. And, you know, it's the craziest thing about that whole situation T- to me when they brought up how Scottie Pippen grew five inches in yeah. one year um, from over the, summer. over the summer of freshman in college to uh, beginning of his sophomore year in college. So that obviously played a huge part in his development as a basketball player. But even still, the the amount of like uh, effort that you have to put in to even get to the level that you want to get to after being just a equipment, equipment manager, manager. Which is insane. Yeah, a, an equipment manager at a already small school and to make a big name for himself, That that's what I found most impressive by Scottie Pippen. Yeah, I thought it was really impressive just like going after what he wanted, you know, not giving up. He said that um, when he was an equipment manager, he would still practice with the team and do all those things with the team. And when he finally got his chance to make the team after people were failing classes, he grew five inches and look at who he is, who he's gone down in history as like he overcame all this stuff. And that was just amazing. Also to see what Michael overcame as a child, you know, getting cut from the varsity basketball team in high school to being a player. Everybody was looking out for once he got to college. It's just, it's just really good. I had chills the whole show. Yeah. The same exact thing. And I, I I thought I found it really interesting how Scottie Pippen was one of the lowest paid players on the bulls. And not even in the top 100 in paid players for the NBA. Mm-hmm. He was only paid seven years, $18 million after his rookie contract. So, I mean, this dude was extremely underpaid while being second in almost every single category in, on the Bulls to Michael Jordan. Yeah, that was something I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't know that happened back then. I didn't know he was on the team for – or had the contract for seven years and was only getting paid $18 mil. He was worth so much more than that. I think the organization knew that. The coaches knew that. Heck, the owner even said um, that he shouldn't take that contract. He shouldn't sign that, but he still did. And I understand why he did. He said that he was worried about back home and being able to pay for him. But, man, that's just insane that he did not – he was not paid to the ability that he played at. Yeah, and it seems like mostly everyone was focused on Michael Jordan, which, to be fair, it's Michael Jordan and his his level of – um, his caliber of play was already at a level so high that he was already seen as the most valuable player in the league mm-hmm. in every single way. So I think that him one one he saved the Bulls organization. He did. He did. He made them do a full one. Like he they did a one eighty. Mm-hmm. They changed completely. What was it that they 
they were not oh yeah the arena team an yeah. arena team was arena selling, soccer team yeah arena soccer team was putting up better tickets and was better than in the, in the city of Chicago than the Bulls were like people were supporting them more than the Bulls at that time until Michael game that was a crazy yeah. and it was after the third week of games that they actually started just selling out all the tickets um so after the th- three weeks of Michael Jordan being in Chicago he started selling out tickets. That's all it took, three weeks for the city of Chicago to fall in love, for the United States to fall in love with Michael Jordan. Yeah. I'm personally, Kelsey, I'm very excited for what is up to come for the next couple episodes of uh, The Last Dance. And I think it's really cool how they're putting it on Netflix right after as well. So if you guys don't get the chance to watch it live on ESPN or ESPN2, then just wait till the next day and it will be on Netflix. So yeah, or even if you miss it, before they air the next two episodes on Sunday, they air the episodes that aired last week beforehand. So if you really missed it, you got 4 hours to watch, but you got some episodes you can catch up right before the new episodes come out. So you won't be behind if you do that. So it's it's great what they're doing with this and how they're promoting it and everything. Yeah. Now, we were talking about Michael Jordan, he came out of nowhere. Let's, talk, let's transition a little bit into the NFL draft because we have some personal people that we think might do really well in the draft. Personally, I think Drake, Jake, uh, sorry, Jake Fromm, mm-hmm. the quarterback from Georgia, um, I've actually been following his career since they did that documentary series on Go 40, on Go 90, about his path into uh, college and his high school career. This, this player is smart. He... He scored a 35 on the um, the intelligence test that they give a lot of the NFL players. Mm-hmm. And he was the second highest scoring uh, quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. And where, you know, we had people like Joe Burrow get lower than him. Uh, Tua. Tua was a lot lower than him. Tua was at like a 14 or a 15. Yeah. So this dude, this dude is very smart. And I think personally in the NFL... Um, your intelligence uh, will get you a lot further of a way than your athleticism sometimes because players like players like Jake Fromm remind me of players like Peyton Manning where they would break down the play. Mm-hmm. They would think about every single thing that went into that play before it even happened. So personally, I think Jake Fromm is going to succeed in the NFL. It's just a matter of what team he gets on and when he'll get his opportunity to play. Yeah, what system it'll be put into. It is it I agree with you, Thomas. I think it's a really big deal when players have the IQ for the game. It makes them along with athleticism, it makes them a ten times better player. Yeah. Being able to read the field, read the defense, especially as a quarterback, this is a tremendous thing to be able to have. To be able to read the defense, know what they're gonna do, know where to put the ball, know where your players are gonna be, and so much more. I, I just think that's that says a lot about him and he can work on the arm and stuff like that once he gets to the league, improving little things that he needs to improve on. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think that'll be – he'll be a standout somewhere down the road. He's going to do something, I believe. So I agree with you on that. Um, personally, I'm going to go with Albert Okawebunam, who is a Mizzou grad. He's a tight end for the University of Missouri. I'm – he put up some ridiculous numbers throughout his college career in the time that he was at Mizzou. Um, he's fast, really fast, and he's just he's got the build for a tight end, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna turn some heads. You know, he he has the athleticism, 
in everything. I think that a team's going to be lucky to pick him up in the draft, even if he falls to like third or fourth round, maybe lower than that. I think when t whoever picks him up is going to be really happy with the player they're getting from Albert. I think he's going to be a real good addition to any team. You know, talking about the draft, it just reminds me of the all-in challenge that a lot of big owners for um, NBA and football teams have started. Yeah. It's called the All-In Challenge, and it's to help raise money for a lot of different food charities during this coronavirus to go to people that are in need of just food and things in general. And uh, it's blowing up. There's multiple athletes um, offering up these different packages, these different events to go to them with. I think it was Peyton Manning offered to, if you donate... Um, you're entered in a chance to win a free day golfing with him in your yeah. hometown with like yeah. four friends. And I, that's a package somebody yeah. wants to win. Like an another one was, uh, I believe it was, it was a three on three tournament or a three on three game with Shaq oh, yeah. and you could choose four of your friends. I'm telling you right now, if I had Shaq on my team, we would be having a lot of fun. It'd be over. It'd be over. And there's so many different people opting up packages and just packages that were already um, implemented into the challenge before people, um, started offering up their own stuff as long as like as well as like tickets to um, NCAA championships, tickets to um, the Super Bowl, tickets to different things like that, and it's it's going to be very impactful. I think I think it's a great thing that they're doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the highest the highest current bid right now for um, the like the highest overall event is uh, a a, dinner, a day with Tom Brady. You get to uh, Go to a Bucks game, you get a signed shirt from Tom Brady, and that's going for uh, $750,000. So <laughs> That's probably already increased, honestly, Yeah, because that was a couple of days ago. But yes, that is insane. It's insane, but it's going to do a lot of good. I'm glad that they're taking action and um, helping in the ways that they can. Yeah. Good. Because there have been while while there's been a lot of you know good things uh, that people have been doing coming out of this coronavirus, people have been also having to realize, hey, this is a real thing. Um, we've even had uh, NBA players' families been affected by this with the recent passing of Carl Anthony Towns' mother. Um, I send prayers out to his family yes, yes. Um, and him and everything that they're going through um, and everyone else in the world who is having to deal with the effects of coronavirus. Um, our prayers are sent out to you. Yes, we're praying for you. We hope this is all over soon for the sake of the world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I know it's affected like every single thing in our lives. So yeah, we just pray for uh, the Carl Anthony Towns family and you know any players, especially like players that were affected by the coronavirus themselves. We're praying for you guys for a healthy recovery from that. So this is that's where I'm I'm happy that things like the All In Challenge are coming into play, mm -hmm. where they can help people affected by the coronavirus. So, mm -hmm. but in other news with the with the NBA, um, they just finished up their horse tournament. Yes, yes, yeah, uh, the horse competition. Um, that was exciting to watch. That was something different that we haven't seen through the NBA for NBA players. You know, they didn't just include NBA players; they had retired ones, but along with uh, WNBA play, WNBA yeah. players which was really cool to see. Um, that ended up coming down to Mike Conley and Zach Levine. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was fun to watch. You know, Mike Conley was challenging Zach Levine with uh, switching up the hands he yeah, used to shoot yeah. the ball, and Zach was struggling with that. So Mike got a little ahead of uh, Zach and pulled away for the win there. Yeah. I think my favorite shot from Mike Conley was the, was the behind-the-back 
uh, off the glass layup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had to put a special spin on the ball. Um, and I think that was, that was like the first shot he did, mm-hmm. and that that got him off to an early lead. But yeah, this, uh, what I want to point out is, you know, since coronavirus has been taking over the the, the sports world because mm-hmm. yeah. you know obviously like, the fans can't go enjoy, the teams can't gather. I really like what they're doing, trying to integrate one the WNBA and the NBA, and I also like how they're you know you know doing something different for a change mm-hmm. and, and thinking outside the box. So with this horse tournament, they did a lot of different things. They asked questions during the, during the tournament, uh, personal questions about the players. So you got to get the players to know the players a little bit more. Um, it was overall just a really nice change of things. Now, the execution could have been better, mm-hmm. uh, but let's be honest, it was their first time doing it. Uh yeah, trial and error. This would probably be something down the road that they will continue to implement. I think they're they're getting all these new ideas of ways for players to interact with fans in a different way, and I think this horse challenge was a really great way for them to still do this yearly, like annually. They continue to do something like this to keep the fans engaged during the off season because right. right now this seems like the off season so it's it, it's a great way also promoting social distancing because they were in different locations utilizing utilizing their own courts um their own family members to film and i think that showed a lot for the fans the young fans watching the tournament seeing like oh well they're utilizing space and all that type of stuff so i think that was good um and them utilizing um, WNBA players, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of WNBA, they recently just had their draft, yeah. um, which was really cool to watch how they that played out because, you know, we'll be watching the NFL draft soon. And then the way they went about the NBA, WNBA draft was, you know, it was virtual, obviously. So it was cool to see the players in their houses with their family gathered around and then the commissioner in her house, all dressed up, and everybody's dressed up in their houses. I think that was really interesting to watch. Um, Sabrina Ionescu was the first overall draft. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was a a great moment for her. It had to be. Um, she played at the University of Oregon, and Oregon had a great season this year. They had and a great draft as well. They had a great draft as well. Yes, honestly, they did. They had another player go get drafted as well and she's really good as well the whole team yeah that, so sabrina went first mm-hmm. and satu sabali her teammate went second yeah. and then we have another oregon player who also went in the first round ruthie hebbard uh, she went to the chicago sky so you clearly had a very powerhouse oregon team um, that had three picks in the first round for the WMA draft. That's kind of impressive. And um, now back to Sabrina. I know this. I know this draft probably meant a lot to her. It had to, yes. Yeah. Um, she she was very close to the Bryant family, Kobe, Gianna, both of them, especially very close to them. Helped mentor Gigi um, and help her with basketball and stuff. Kobe was her mentor, so I just know this personally was something she wishes obviously Kobe could have seen or been yeah. there to watch. And uh, I know this has had to have been a tough year for her, but she had some great milestones. She was one of the first players in like the NCAA to have like 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, and 1,000 rebounds yep. in a year. Not just for women, 
for men as well yeah. through the NCAA. No one's ever done it no before. No one has ever done it before. Not a man, not a woman, nobody. And she did it the same year. On I think it was the day of Kobe's like memorial in the Staples Center. She like flew from that and had a game after yeah. speaking at his memorial. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she beat that, broke that record. Yeah. So I know this has just been, a, I mean, a, a year full of accomplishments for her, but also, you know, also a tough time for her. Mark my words, I start seeing the change right now. Whenever she, whenever she scored the the two the two thousand points, thousand mm-hmm. assists, thousand rebounds, all that, I think she is going to be the person, the player specifically, who really starts getting the ball rolling on uh, the WNBA's um, involvement in sports as a mm-hmm. overall. Because I feel like a lot of people see the WNBA as a lesser league mm-hmm. because. Be- because it's women playing mm-hmm. and and they they feel like it's not as exciting. I feel like Sabrina has the potential and the skill to bring that new that new thing to the the WNBA. To bring yeah, to bring viewers in. I think she does. She has just something about her is you know she just has that covid mentality. Yeah. You know she does and just to be able to watch her and see her progression, I think that's going to bring a lot of people in. Mm-hmm. I think this is all going to be a change for sports around the world in general. So I just think it's going to be great to see. I can't wait to watch her play in the WNBA. I can't wait to see how all this plans out, like how everything goes, and just to see her shine in the WNBA. I'm yeah. sure she will. And I've watched a couple of WNBA games, and personally, I like everything about them. Everything except for the jerseys. The jerseys have way too many ads yeah, on them. Yeah, that does get you. <laughs> that, it, it kind of distracts you a little bit looking at all those yeah. ads and stuff. But yeah, personally, it's once you actually get into it and you sit down and you – wash out all that negative stuff you've heard about it mm-hmm. you can get into it if you're a real basketball fan you're gonna get yep. into it regardless so yep. it's it'll be interesting to see how yeah things go out and speaking of um uniforms uh the nfl the, like i think it was like seven teams mm-hmm. uh this past week this past month have actually released um some new uniforms i say new but Think of a quotation around some of those uniforms with the, with the word new. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, for example. Uh, this, is, this is not a new jersey. They have, they have changed the, the lettering of the, of the Colts logo that you can't even see from the stands. That's like right above their chin or right below their chin. Uh, they've changed that lettering to the original lettering. And then they've, they've done a little bit of a different thing on the side. So... That's not that different. The only real difference I've seen has been with the Bucks and the Falcons for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, the Falcons jerseys I personally don't like. What do you think of them? I'm not a big fan of the Falcons jerseys, if I'm being honest. I kind of like their older look better. This new look, I just don't know what it is about these newer jerseys that people yeah. are trying to go for. I th- I get the feel of like arena football when I'm yes, that's exactly that's what, I what it is. I get the feel of arena football, not NFL league. Yeah. These aren't that's just not that it. It's not it. You know, I did somewhat like the Bucks jerseys mm-hmm. and the new Chargers jerseys. New, as I say, no. they just kind of brought back the yeah. colors that they used. Those would be nice. Those are nice. I'd like to see them in real time. I'm also really interested to see LA, the yeah. Rams, they are releasing new jerseys. They came out with a completely new logo. I think it was to steer clear of, you know, we're not in St. Louis anymore, so we're not going with the original logo. We want a new LA feel. So it will be interesting to see those new uniforms as well. Yeah. And Kelsey, that's that's all I have for 
this week's episode. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, yes. Um, next week, we will have a special guest, our first special guest on Get In The Zone. Um, and we can't wait to talk to him and have you guys listen in to hear our conversation about the draft after it happens and, you know, the last dance and a bunch of things. So we're really excited about that. So stay tuned um, for that. So thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Get In The Zone. You can also listen to us on Spotify and our other platforms that we're working on getting, which is currently Apple Music and iTunes. Um, Or you can listen to us on our main app, which is anchor.fm.